following is a podcast from Sozo, a student ministry at Victory Family Church. We meet every Wednesday from 6.30 to 8.30. For more info, check us out on Instagram at SozoYTH. What's up, guys? How are we feeling today? Come on, we feeling good? Hey, we're, we're in this short series um, called I Have Questions, and I'm just very excited for what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to talk about our value and worth, and, and we're really going to lean into social media for a minute, and we're going to process social media today. But, but before we do, I just wanted to take a second. I want to welcome everybody. Come on. Let's make some noise. Let's make some noise. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm Pastor Ben, and... Uh, God, I, I just, I love being able to do ministry with you guys and to serve you guys. So if this is your first time, I wanted you to know that you, are, you belong and that you're family. And, uh, and so before we go any further, I just want to welcome everybody at the Cranberry campus. So let's make some noise one more time. Come on, Cranberry. And, and those of you that are watching on YouTube or you're listening to the podcast, we love you. And my prayer is that you would get connected at one of our campuses because Praise God. Come on, April 1st, we're going to be launching Sozo in Newcastle. Come on. That's awesome. And, and I'm just praying and I'm believing and I'm asking that you would believe with me that in Jesus' name, we have 60 plus students that go and I'm believing that their lives are going to be so impacted by Jesus Christ and the gospel. Will you believe that with me? Come on, we can make some noise. It's good and it just feels good. But, uh, but guys, we, we love you so much, and we're going to go ahead, we're going to open up our Bibles to Genesis 3, Genesis 3, and while you're turning there, I want to share with you and remind you why we exist as a church and a youth group. We exist to help all people, somebody say all, all people realize that God loves them unconditionally. God loves you unconditionally, it's so true, and every time we get together and we come as a church family, Listen, we really believe that you will get the tools and the resources to grow in a right relationship with Jesus through, through the message, through worship, through small groups, that you'll get those resources that you need. You could say it this way, translation, knowing God. I believe that you will get to know God as you keep coming, whether you're here in Sozo or you're over in main service on the weekends, under, sitting under our senior pastor, Pastor John Nuzo. Come on, it's so good. Who, who goes to, to the weekend? Come on, Saturday nights, front left. Let's go, somebody. Don't miss out on what God has for you because you'll get what you need to grow in relationship with him. Somebody say amen. Amen and amen. Hey, I want to encourage you today to take notes. Uh, I really believe that note takers are history makers and that if you'll store God's word up in the well of your heart in due time, in due season, he'll bring that out of you. And, and if you're somebody in here that you're good at taking notes, please take notes for us tonight and go ahead and you can, you can tag Sozo YTH, throw it up on the gram and, 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 and tag me. Come on, we want to minister to people that aren't able to be here so that they can be encouraged. Does that sound good? So Genesis 3, 1. Genesis 3, 1. If you're there, say yeah. All right, let's jump right in. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals that the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from the tree in the gar garden? And the woman said to the serpent, you may eat from the trees in the garden, but God did say that you must not eat from the fruit of the tree that's in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not surely die, the servant said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat of it, that your eyes will be opened and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit on the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, 
she took some and she ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized that they were naked. Naked. They were naked, somebody. And, uh, and so they sewed fig leaves together and they made, they made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cold day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees in the garden. But the Lord called out to them. He called out to the man, where are you? See, this is amazing. We're going to be talking about value and worth today. We're going to be unpacking social media in a minute. But this right here, what we just witnessed is shame. See, shame is so, so painful. Adam and Eve, they did two things to try to cover their shame. Two things. Number one is they put on coverings. Right? Many people put on a mask or they put on coverings and they, whether it's through accolades and stuff and, and, the, and, and the clothes that they buy and accomplishments and whether it's social media, they cover up the shame that they feel inside. And the second thing, the second reaction that Adam and Eve did to sin is that they hid. See, at some point their value was lost. That same time our value, yours and mine was lost. But, but God did something so amazing. See, see God, rather than, rather than trying to make us earn back our place to get right with God, God sent Jesus Christ. He sent his son, Jesus. Jesus defines our value. He defines our worth. And what Adam and Eve did, it changed the right standing with God. But then God sent Jesus, right, so that we could have right standing in him. And watch this. This is so good. Colossians 1.20 says this, this includes you who were once so far from God, you were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and your actions. Yet now he has brought you back as his friends, and he has done this through his death on the cross in his own human body. As a result, he brought you into the very presence of God. You are now holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. I want to preach a message today. And if you're taking notes, I, I, and I hope that you are, you could write down the title of our talk. It's called, So Worth Loving. Go ahead, turn to your na neighbor and tell him, So Worth Loving. Yeah, it's so true because you are so worth loving. See, many Christians, many people, they, they don't know the, the, the value that they have. How do you appraise the value on your life? How does God appraise the value on your life? And until you know the value of something... You don't know how to treat it. You don't know how to attribute the worth to something. You don't, you don't know how to care for it. And so, you, in fact, Joe, could you come here real quick? Joe and I were talking earlier in the service. Joe, can I borrow your phone? We were talking earlier in the service just about the value and the value of technology. And come on. It, I'm sorry. He can't take notes anymore. But any, anybody in here got an iPhone? Come on. So, Y'all got Android? Y'all? Come on. That's the devil. No. <laughs> but come on, so you know, phones are so funny because they're so expensive. Like I, I don't know if you've ever had to purchase your own phone or you've been there when, when your parents have made a purchase, but they can be upwards to $1,000, right? And it, you got to get a credit line to get phones for, for some. It's just so crazy. And, and when you get a phone, and I don't know if you're like me, but when I have my phone, Joe's phone, when I take his phone, like, you know, most people, he, he's got a screen protector on here, you know, and so... You don't have a case, though, bro. <laughs> what you doing? Uh, but you get the protection plan. You put a case on it, right? You know when you're around water. You know what I'm saying? You're like, 
where's my phone? Don't throw me in the pool. Like, because you know how valuable it is. But, but when you have something that's worth value and, 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 and somebody even gives you their phone, like you ever get your picture taken and you hand your phone to somebody and you just start praying immediately inside your head, you're like, don't drop my phone. Like, you, you know what I mean? And, and even when you receive it, you're so careful. But if I were to just take Joe's phone and, okay, <laughs> what's up, Joe? You know, <laughs> why, did, why did that make you nervous? Why did you, why did you even, what was your reaction? Because you know how valuable it is. But what if I were to take Joe's phone and I just sit here and I start to destroy it and I break it. Here we go, one more for good measure. And I break his phone and I throw it away like it's worth nothing. Wouldn't that offend you? Wouldn't that irritate you? Doesn't that bother you that I just destroyed Joe's phone? Sorry, Joe. I wanted to illustrate this to you. Because, listen, I wanted you to see the impact when you saw something of value being mistreated. But until you know your worth, you'll expect better treatment for that phone than you will your own life. It's how you see yourself that will determine, it'll determine the whole entire course of your life. And what determines how you see yourself is how you see God sees you. In fact, if I were to ask you right now to close your eyes, and you, and you don't need to, but if I were to ask you to close your eyes and picture God, our Father, in front of you, and ask you, what do you see? Two things will probably pop into your head. You'll either see God as a loving kind, gentle father that has his open arms and says, I love you. I love, come here. Come here, son. Come here, daughter. Or you close your eyes and you see God as this mean man that's got his finger and he's pointing and you feel like you got to get right with God. And I got to tell you that today if that's you and you closed your eyes and you see God as this mean man that you got to earn to get right with God, you've got a wrong image of him. I'm here to tell you, you got a wrong image of God. That's not our God. That's not our God. In fact, if that's the image that you have of God, I, I, would, I would challenge you, and, and I'll tell you that you will struggle in your relationship with Jesus. You will struggle. It's only when you begin to see God has, uh, as he sees you and the love that he has for you. as a per You can't even measure. Like, I don't know how amazing your dad is or he isn't, but he will never be, he, he will always pair pale in comparison of how good our God is. You, you can't even fathom his love for you. God is so amazing. You'll never live your life to the fullest until you begin to realize how God views you and his love for you. And you know your worth. You'll get yourself into situations and territories if you don't know your, if you don't know your worth that will hurt your life. I, I don't know if you've ever seen this. I, I, I've seen both men and women get into these relationships, and it's just the most horrible relationships that they get in. They make bad relational choices. And what you, you'll, you'll probably, you've probably seen this, where a woman will, will, will date a dude that it, the guy is just so utterly disrespectful and nasty. It's almost disgusting. Doesn't care about what's in her heart, how she feels, what she thinks. Makes her the butt of, her, butt of his jokes, right? Puts her down. Doesn't care. Like, how could you date somebody that would make, that, that, that would make you feel that way, that treats you so poorly? And, and the people around can see it, but the person in the relationship, they can't see it because they just want, they want that value. They want to feel that worth. They want to feel the words. They want to hear the words, I, I love you. 
Maybe you're, maybe you're someone in here that you need me in your life to say, listen, I will jack him up. Like, you know, ladies, you just bring him to me. Come on, we're just going to have a conversation. And uh, you know what, I, I, I'll make it easy. If you, have a tr- if you have a hard time thinking about how you're going to break up with him, you just you come tell me, right? Okay, and we'll go to his funeral together. And after his funeral, <laughs> you know, you and I, we can talk some more. But, like, I will mess somebody up, ladies. You just come and tell me. But, but listen, how do you find the value in something? It's simple. What are you willing to pay for it? What are you willing to pay for it? Well, the worth is determined by what you're willing to pay for something. So your appraised value to God was that God purchased you with, what did he purchase you with? He, he, it was, the Bible said it, he didn't purchase you with gold, silver, or anything corruptible, but, but he purchased you with the love of Jesus, with the blood of Jesus. Come on, his one and only son, his perfect son, he purchased you with Jesus, somebody. The blood of the Lamb. And while you were sinning, before you even knew him, he said, you are, you are worth the blood of my son. That's how much you're worth to God. And until we, until we know our value from God, we will seek to find value in others. We, we, it, it, when we don't understand our acceptance and our relationship with God, we will depend on our acceptance from the relationships around us. When we don't understand that we've been approved by God, you will seek the approval of others. If you don't understand your significance of God, I guarantee you'll look to solve other people's problems so that you can feel significant. Let's take social media for, for an example. Like, I hate to tell you. I, I hate to break the news to you. Sorry, Joe, you don't have social media anymore anyway. But I hate to break the news to you, but... Did you know Instagram's not real? Did you know that? It's not real. It's fake. You know, they have a highlight reel for a reason, right? Of course, of course people are going to post their best moments and their best pictures. Why? Because I don't want to post a moment at 3 o'clock in the morning with my daughter when she's sick and she's throwing up, right? Like nobody wants to see that. (laughs) You don't want to see that. When life's going crazy and it's a mess, right? But I'm going to post my best best picture. And you got to know. You got to know that when you're scrolling and you're on Instagram and you're seeing your friends having a good time, that they're no different from you. Don't you get stuck in that comparison trap. Thinking that their life is picture perfect. Like it's not. Nobody has their stuff together. Nobody has it all together. We're all on a journey. All of us. And you'll even see that people add filters, and I'm sure I'm guilty. I had filters, and I, and I try to get as many likes and followers as possible. Anybody else with me? Like, right, you want to take that picture-perfect photo. But I got to tell you that it, you, will, you will never, you will never find value in that. Let me say it this way. It will always leave you feeling empty. It's only in Jesus. It's only in Jesus that you will get your value and your worth, not how many likes, not, not, not how many hearts you get on TikTok, how many thousands of views because you hit the For You page. It's because of Jesus. It's because of Jesus. My brother and I, this was really, really crazy. When we were growing up, we used to build 
computers. And so um, w- when I was growing up, I had a computer in every single room because that was just like, I was real nerdy. <laughs> What's up, guys? Like, you know. And so, so we'd build all these computers, and we loved the game, and we would, we would hold land parties. So we would have about like five or six computers inside our house, and we would invite all of our buddies to come over and play games. And I remember one time, uh, I had my friend Justin over the house. It was just my younger brother and I, and we're hanging out. And while we, were, while we were there, we were playing a gun game, and we were taking turns because we only had two computers that were powerful enough to handle the game. So we were, like, in this rotation. And I remember I just, like, my, my friend Justin and I, we were close in age. My little brother, he, like, well, there's a four-year difference, so it just isn't the same. And, uh, and so I, I, remember, I remember walking over to w- one of the rooms to go and play uh, and, and relieve my brother. And when I looked down, I saw his wallet on the ground. Oh, it was great. And so I, I opened it up, and, and he had 50 bucks, so I took out 10. <laughs> and so I walked in, and I go right up to my brother, and I put it right on the keyboard, and I'm like, listen, I will buy you out for the day. And my brother looks at me with, like, the, the, the goofiest, creepiest grin, and he's like, you're an idiot. He's like, bro, I would have I walked away from this for free. Like, you know, I would have just helped you out. But, and, and, and so it was, it was so funny because it took him about an hour to figure out about an hour to figure out that I had jacked money from his wallet. And so when he finally figured it out, when he came into my room, I, I grew up, I, I have two other brothers, and so four dudes in my house with my dad, there's a lot of testosterone, okay? And so my brother comes walking in, he didn't even say two words to me. He grabs a book off of my bed and whips me over the back of the head, and we just went at it. Like, it was wild. Like, we didn't even have anything to say. I'm like, oh, we going down, okay? And so, but like, because of my house and the testosterone and the dudes, like, like we fought till there was blood. To like, who's not getting up? You know what I mean? I'm not saying that that's okay, all right? <laughs> but, but that's what it was. And, and I remember after the fight, my brother didn't want anything to do with me. He was so upset with me. And, and, and he even went so far that he walked away from me for like two or three weeks. He didn't want to talk to me. But what was wild is, is literally he, he came back. He decided to bring me back as a, as a friend because he knew that that, that, wasn't, that wasn't me. That wasn't the real me. That I made a mistake in a moment. See, God knows the real you. And he loves you anyway. In fact, I want you to write that down. That's our first thought. God knows the real you and he loves you anyway. God knows you completely. He loves you deeply, right? He, he cares about you. And even though we were separated from God and we were enemies with God and we were so far from God, he still decided to bring us back and call us friends. God knows everything about you. He knows the good. He knows the bad. He knows the ugly. He knows the things that you don't want to share with anybody. God knows it. And yet he still chooses to call you valuable. He still chooses to say you are so worth loving. you got to allow the creator to define his creation. It's you. See, the Bible says in Psalms 139, 17, it says, How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. God thinks about you more than there are grains of sand. Because of his love for you. He thinks about you constantly, every single day. And we got to know who we are. In Christ, you are God's righteousness. In Christ, you are forgiven. In Christ, you are freed from sin. I'm going to invite the worship team to come out and join me. Listen, don't fill your approval needs from friends or social media or stuff or accolades or academics. you got to realize that God approves of you. 
Maybe you need to say that out loud. Let's say it together. God approves of me. Say it like you mean it. God approves of me. See, when we discover who, who God has made us to be, we, don't, we won't pretend to be someone else. We won't pretend to be someone we're not. Always remember that you cannot walk in the blessings that God has for you if you're trying to be someone else. You don't have the tools in your toolbox for someone else gifting. See, God created you on purpose for a purpose. Ephesians 2.10 says that we are now God's masterpiece, that he created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do all good things that he has planned for us a long time ago. Ladies, I just got to have a real talk for a moment. I just need to have a moment with you. So many girls, so many girls find their value from their body image. Why is it that so many girls will do whatever they have to Whatever, what, whatever it takes is so that they can get the value. So they can get the I love you. I just hope that, that today maybe, maybe you would just receive this. Maybe you would just take me as your Jesus and skin today. I love you. Just receive that. Maybe you need that. I don't, I don't know what your dad was like. I don't know if your dad ever told you that you're loved. See, when, ladies, when we try to, when you don't know how valuable you are, you even go to the extent to post all of this stuff on social media just to get how many likes, how many followers to just get some dude's attention. Let me tell you that if you've got to post a picture in your bathing suit on social media to get attention, to attract some dude, you will always have to do things like that to attract the dude. How many of us know that when, when we don't know our value, we don't know what our worth is, we'll put ourselves in situations that we shouldn't be in. Fellas, I gotta tell you right now that if you're following some girls on social media that post things, I gotta challenge you to just unfollow them. Unfriend. No words needed, unfriend. Unfriend, 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 unfriend. Because it's not worth it, because here's the re reality. When you do get married, when you do find the woman that God has for you, those images are hard to remove. Comparison's hard to remove. Unfriend them. It's not even worth it. Guys, I gotta tell you, you should treat every woman that you're around as if she's a princess. Every single woman that you talk to, she should be considered a princess. You know, my daughter, it's so crazy. If you ask her right now, if you say, what does daddy say about you? She'll say, I'm a princess. She'll tell you. You're a princess. You're a gem. And princesses, if you want a prince, you need to begin to view yourself as a princess because you'll attract that. I gotta tell you, I was listening to a preacher. We're gonna close with this. I was listening to a preacher that was talking about, he was in between conferences. He was in between sermons in the middle of a conference and 
And while he was speaking, he was, he was wearing like a white, a white basic shirt, and he ruined his shirt. And so he had to go get another one. He was in California, Beverly Hills. And so, so when he left the conference, he went down to like a mom and pop shop. And while he was on his way, and he walked into the store. While he was there and he's shopping, he's going through all the clothing racks. As he's spinning through, it was just like a basic t-shirt, real, real simple. Much like this one, nothing, nothing fancy, but white, like a white v-neck. And as he's going through all of the shirts, he looked at the price tag. And the price tag, it, it said it was worth $500. He's like, what? You got to be kidding me. $500. Bro, come on, who's got, who's got $500 to blow on a shirt? And so, so he looks over at the other wall and he sees it's the clearance wall. He goes over the clearance, he starts sifting through the shirts and he finds another exact shirt, exactly what he's looking, looking for. Nothing, nothing fancy, just a basic white tee. It's exactly what he wanted. When he looked at the price tag, it was $800. He's like, you got to be out of your mind. So he goes up to the cashier and when he's in front of the cashier, he's like, bro, you got to help me understand, like, did you guys make a mistake? This is the shirt, and it's like, it's like a lot of money. And he goes, no, there, there's no mistake. That's, that's clear. It's like, that's legit. And he said, oh, okay, so what, like, what is it? Is it, like, woven out of gold or something? And he said, no, it's just, you know, 60% polyester, the rest cotton, just a dash in there. Bam, what's up? And he's like, bro, that's, that's crazy. I, I don't understand why it's so valuable. And the cashier said, well, that shirt is so valuable. It's so valuable because of its designer. You're so valuable because of your designer. You are so valuable because of your designer. Listen, don't try to get from people what only God can give. What they do, what they don't do, does not determine your value and worth, God does. God does, and you got to learn to receive your value and worth from your heavenly Father. Because he says you're chosen. He says you're valued. He said you're esteemed. He said you're loved. You're forgiven. You're worthy. You are so worth loving. This doesn't come from the labels. It doesn't come from the things that people say about us or what they've said or the rumors or what your past mistakes are. We're valuable because of Christ Jesus and what he's done on the cross for you and I. Our lives are hidden in Christ. That's what makes us valuable. It's so easy to get wrapped up in what people say about us and the likes and the social media and the gimmicks and all of this stuff. But becoming obsessed with, other, with what other people say about you is the quickest way to forget what God says about you. You are so worth loving. Let's bow our heads and I'm going to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. Lord, I thank you that, that you love us, that you go before us. God, that you, you, you set our feet on solid rock. You put a new song in our mouth, God. And I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, right now for helping us to see ourselves the way that you see ourselves. Lord, would you challenge us to hold ourselves to a higher standard? Father, we thank you. I thank you for right now, supernaturally in this room, healing hearts that need healing. For mending people, God. For doing the work that only you can. Lord, over the, over the days, over the, over the weeks, over the months to come, would you just remind us how much you love us? 
would you mind us, remind us how much you think about us? God, I thank you that every single time we look in the mirror, that we're reminded that Jesus died for us. I thank you, Father. And I thank you, Father, that, that us in the room, that we'll begin to view your children the way that you view them, God. That we'll have a heart for your children because they are so worth loving. We are so worth loving and we will never look into the eyes of somebody that you didn't die for, including ourselves. And I just thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, that we can come into your presence and we can be encouraged and we can be reminded your unfailing love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, Sozo. Let's stand to our feet. Come on, you can clap it up. Come on. Come on up here and let's just worship God together. We're going to worship God.